0: Good morning, top fan rivalry followers. Thursday, we are almost through the week. Um, well, let's see, we've had two Dodger fans on, we've been on the West Coast, then we went to the East Coast yesterday. We had a, a Yankee fan on, now we're gonna come back to the West Coast because I have my good friend Rick on, and Rick has been on the podcast a couple of times. Um, you know, him, uh, you know, great Padre fan, great. Um great friend to Top Fan Rivalry, but we've got some special things that we're gonna announce. And so this morning, this Thursday morning, you're hearing it right here, right now. Rick, good morning. How are you doing?
1: Hey, good morning, Bill. How
0: are you? I'm doing great. So what are we here to announce? I mean, it's Thursday morning. People are gonna hear some stuff. What are we here to announce? So
1: um I've been out of the podcasting game for a couple of years now. I think it's okay. we're going on three years. Um Some of you might already know me as the creator of MLB Trash Talkers, but that's not why I'm here. I'm here to announce myself as uh, just Rick, just a a guy who loves the Padres. And uh, I'd like to thank Bill. It's actually something we've been working on for a couple of weeks and kind of brainstorming. Um, So I'd like to announce uh, Friars on Deck, an all-new weekly podcast uh, that uh, that Bill and I will be uh, co-hosting and uh yeah. making it a weekly thing and uh we're just here to introduce or introduce ourselves uh with our knowledge of ball because you know we know ball so uh we just yes. you know we're just here to share our insights and uh let's make sure that this is uh entertaining for for everybody who uh who's listening and
0: we we definitely know uh baseball that's for Doug doggone sure and rick has a tremendous mind for baseball he's a huge padres fan and i Love getting to know him and his knowledge. So everybody, this is how this is going to work. It's pretty simple. This Thursday, today, this is going, you're hearing this as an audio. You can also see the actual video of it on YouTube. Okay. So it'll be up on YouTube on Thursday. After that, there will be four more weeks of it being up on YouTube. And then that's it. Then you have to be in the top fan rivalry locker room. You'll get your locker room access. You go to topendrivalry.com. You'll enter a discount code. You'll get a little discount. Rick and I are going to do the very best that we can to bring you everything we know about the Padres and how we know it and what we're going to do. So that being said, Rick, can you tell everybody some of the breakdowns that we're talking about? I mean, you and I have had these conversations. What are the breakdowns?
1: yeah man um uh, you know we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it very simple and very straightforward uh, you know we're gonna include you know, a weekly recap of you know the the weekend series and uh, uh, the weekend series and since we'll we'll be releasing this on a Thursday uh, is that are we doing Thursday or Friday
0: uh we'll we'll release them on Thursdays that's fine. okay
1: so yeah, it'll be it'll be a quick breakdown of the weekend series and then you know the Monday, Tuesday Wednesday series depending on how it ends if it's a two or three game series. Uh, we'll be doing a couple of different segments um uh, my first one being uh you know who's back of the week you know with that one you know we'll be talking about hey you know who's you know who is the guy that uh you know, might have been in the hole might have been struggling but you know making headlines for all the good for all good reasons mm-hmm. and then we're gonna have our we're gonna have our hot seat um you know hot hot seat being uh you know who's who's uh what what's the maybe maybe you can explain it better than I can Uh, yeah who's in trouble straightforward who's yeah who's on the hot seat who's in trouble
0: who's in trouble
1: who's in who's in danger of being a uh you know being optioned back to the miners who's in danger of uh you know maybe maybe being traded for all the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. um you know those are some of the things that we'll cover and obviously you know as said i and i apologize i've for being a little nervous i've been out of this for about three years now Uh, i'll obviously get better as we progress but um but you know anything else that comes up along the way? You know, I'm excited yeah. to uh, kind of just develop it into a weekly recurring thing. But we want to make sure that for the listeners, um, uh, this is something entertaining, and uh, you know, as pottery fans, everybody can relate to. And we just want to keep it, you know, as simple, simplified as possible. Yeah. You know, without uh, without without over analyzing things.
0: Yeah, keep it simple. We'll give you scoreboard information. We'll give you roster changes. We'll talk about the hot seat. We're going to give you everything that you need to know about the Padres. And yes, everybody knows that I'm a Dodger fan, but, but top fan rivalry covers all 30 teams. So I'm going to do the best I can to keep up with Rick and his knowledge. He's got a tremendous amount of knowledge, not only of baseball, but of the Padres. You're well, I'd like to thank, uh, news? let's do <laughs> it.
1: Well, I'd like to thank Bill for, uh, for giving me the opportunity to be, you know, the, uh, the face of the Padres for top fan rivalry. Um, so it's good.
0: you're it's, welcome it's going to be awesome man i there's a, a number of things that are um that the padres are, are in a tough division this year obviously with arizona doing what the arizona diamondbacks did and with the dodgers going out and spending 18 billion dollars so it's a little the padres and you know and as we sit now and we record this on thursday there's still some holes to fill with the padres but yeah, yeah, yeah. you know Rick, do me a favor, give me your analysis or your breakdown as it sits right now of just your overall thoughts of maybe the offseason with the Padres and then maybe maybe just an outlook. What do you think, you know, is out there? What do you what do you think is gonna happen? Well, I uh
1: well I tend to consider myself a realist. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm going to be dropping a lot of hot takes that sometimes may not sit well with, you know, with the common you know, Padres, the common Padres fan base. Uh, I was actually. I'm actually I'm actually, you know. You know, I, I, for for a lot of Padres fans, you know, they're used to the, the Peter Saddler. You know, they're used to when AJ Preller took over, you know, they're used to uh, when fan, you know, when. You know, it, it was it was it became standard. It became almost expected, uh, you know, for the front office to make a major splash every year. Okay. Uh, personally, you know, after seeing what Juan Soto uh went through, uh, you know, he just got a thirty, he just got thirty one million dollars in arbitration from the Yankees. Uh, you know, okay. nothing's ever guaranteed. At that point, you're paying him for uh, for what he's done in the past.
0: Okay.
1: Okay. Uh, personally, I think he should have taken the four hundred forty million from uh from the Nationals. But I'm just a fan. I'm not a I'm not a general manager. Uh it's it's looking like this offseason might be a, a blessing in disguise for the Padres. Um yeah. you know, they are shedding some payroll. They are cutting some dead weight. Um you know, Josh Hader, he's not getting any, He's not getting any younger. Uh I, I I just don't know how a team that the next team, he's going to get somewhere well over 100 million. I just don't know how you can justify that for a closer. And we, you know, well, we got two uh, we got two, two solid seasons out of, or one and a half solid seasons out of uh, Josh
0: Hader. Right. And, you know, you bring up a good point. How do you justify a relief pitcher, a closer, getting that kind of cash? Uh, you know, and no disrespect to Mariano Rivera, but how do you justify a closer getting 100% of the Hall of Fame ballot votes? I mean, think of some of the people that went before him. Jay Bruce, Mickey Mantle, Willie right. Stargell. I'm sorry. Um, um uh, Joe DiMaggio, <clears throat> um, uh, Ted Williams. How come they didn't get a hundred percent? So it's right. a weird thing. The closer role is a very, very weird and almost fluid thing. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Yeah, no, most definitely. Uh, I, I, the, the, the counterpoint I'll make to that is that, yeah, it is, it is possibly one of the hardest jobs in the game, but at the end of the day, um, to me, I just can't justify giving giving a closer, you know, well over hundred million. I mean, where I mean, where we've uh, we've reached the stage in the game though where we're giving uh we're giving three hundred million to uh, to starters who have never thrown a thrown a pitch in the major leagues. I'm not going to yeah. say name. I'm, not gonna, I'm not. I'm
0: not. I'm not going to say any names. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm not.
1: I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about a certain team, but if the shoe fits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let's call it. Let's uh. Let's call them the D words on the show.
0: Yeah. How's you that? know, it's it's funny that you mention that. So for those of you listening to this, Rick and I are going to banner back and forth all the time. He is always going to have his version. I'm always going to have the truth. That's where it's not. <laughs> Dude, we're going to banner all the time. It's funny that he says that though, because we are in a position, and it's weird because we are in a situation now where a number. Of free agents haven't signed because they're looking for that big contract, right? And it's to me, we're we're literally a month and a couple of days away from pitchers and catchers reporting. So, why in the world aren't all stars already signed? Why aren't they now? Granted, a lot of these guys may have already negotiated their contracts and signed. They're just for the physicals and. Then they'll announce it to the whole world. But if the whole world knows what they know, why are these people not signed yet? That ticks me off. Tell me I'm wrong. Well, if anything, I mean,
1: at this point, you know, when when we're seeing some of the contracts that are being given out, mm-hmm. um, you know, to guys, to guys like Yamamoto, uh, I think, you know, that kind of just sets the bar right there. And then you have an you have an NL Cy Young pitcher who's a who's now a free agent, you know, formerly a San Diego Padre, the name of Blake Snell.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, Blake Snell did well, sign. Yeah. Blake Snell did, did sign. He signed well, he a two-year, $900 million contract with Top 10 Rivalry. Oh, my gosh. Um,
1: you, you had me checking my phone there for a second.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he did sign. So here's the parameters of his All right, contract. Well,
1: how, well how, how much is deferred?
0: Well, no, none of it's deferred. But here's the thing. He has to make seventy starts a season, okay. and he has to have seven innings plus. So every time he doesn't have a seven inning start, he owes us for that day's payroll.
1: Is there a, is there a no hitters incentive bonus?
0: Um, no, because you know we might get no hit, so it's you know that's that's not awesome. So he did he did sign, but you know it is. I don't think he's gonna make much money out of it because I mean I don't think he can throw four hundred ninety innings a season. Two years, nine hundred mil. Yeah, I'm let's kidding. call that let's let's call that a bargain by today's standards. Okay, so as we kind of wrap up our intro, hey, everybody, you're going to die at this because Rick and I are going to go back and forth at each other. Please understand that the jabs that we throw at each other aren't personal. No, None it's of this all stuff it's all
1: personal. it's all friendly banter.
0: Yeah. Uh, I mean, he and his fiance, my wife and I, we've all hung out. We've had dinner together. We we hang out. We talk to each other almost daily. Just don't ever. When you're listening to this, don't think, "Oh my gosh, these guys are so rude to each other." We're not we're <laughs> friends. Um, but uh, listen, your off season has not been what I what I personally thought it was going to be. The Giants' off season has not been what I thought it was going to be yet yeah, you well, the, guys the have giant your home opener against the giants
1: well the giants are uh they've kind of reached that point where it they're they're starting to kind of feel like the they're kind of starting to look like the red-headed stepchild at this point like it seems like every major they they want to take a swing at every major free agent mm-hmm. but uh, i don't know what it is uh, like carlos carlos correa you know, that deal fell through i mm-hmm. you know aaron judge mm-hmm. Uh, I think they finally got you know their they, they it, I, I don't know if it was their guy but maybe if it was you know for the sake of uh let's make a free agent splash um mm-hmm. Jesus forget his name who was the who was the Japanese player they just picked up or was he Korean
0: uh who the oh the Giants Korean yes yeah yeah I, I, I forget his I, name. I can't Go remember or I can't, something like that
1: yeah my my brain just did a weird thing <laughs> it, it it's gonna happen. Sorry, I guess. I got early opening in the for this. I got, I got I got opening day jitters, no no pun intended. Like yeah. I said, it's, it's been a while since I've done this, so
0: <laughs> so so here so final question to you, right? Sure. Um final question to you. Your first ten games, four at home against the Giants, three at home against the Cardinals, three on the road with the Giants. So tell me how that looks. Um you know it's do your first ten games? You know you're facing the Giants seven times. Be Rick Odamus here, like Notre Damas, and call your first ten games. What's your record after ten games?
1: Record after ten games. Uh, if the off season ended today, just based on rotations, um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a safe, I'm gonna take a safe guess, and uh, in my eyes, right now it's a win if we walk out of there uh six and four to start the season
0: okay yeah. it
1: seems it seems pretty fair uh mm-hmm. usually uh and, and I'm a uh you know I I can I I can elaborate a little bit on this when it comes to uh you know you know uh betting odds you know the, the sports bait the the sports books create uh but usually for a uh from uh <laughs> from a sports betters perspective uh, Padre's Giants games always seem to go under. So yeah. I'll look at those odds and I'll see the over/under set at six, and I'm just like, "Why is this so low?" And then you look at the pitching matchups—two teams that have historically, you know, their strength has always been their pitching. Mm-hmm. And then every every now and then, you know, we'll get a couple of barn burners. You know, like the game in Mexico City. I think they put up—I think the I think the bookmakers set it at like 19 runs over/under. They ended up putting up like 40 something combined. <laughs> so. You know, every now and then we get some of those, but uh, uh, I expect the I expect both series at Petco and at Oracle to be low scoring.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, no, you, you're a, right. A
1: couple, a couple of three-one games, uh, with the Cardinals, uh, the Cardinals always seem to have the Padres number, mm-hmm. whether whether the Cardinals are good or bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when the Padres, you know, do take one or two out of the. Now just to take a series from the Cardinals, regardless of how bad they've been uh, this past season. It seems like that in itself seems like a win. Yeah, uh, they've and, always just, they've always just been kind of like the boogeyman. Uh, for somebody who's been watching the Padres you know, my whole life, you know when it when it came to 05 and 06, yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, oh five and 06. yeah the, the the Cardinals were basically the boogeyman to
0: us. So. Um... The, so I'm going to call this and I'm not doing this to be rude. Okay. But I'm going to justify this. Sure. I'm going to call this five and five. Okay. Okay. And I'll I'll tell you why. Okay. I, I think you're going to take four out of seven. Like you're going to squeak by the giant. So take four out of seven. The reason why I'm not calling you six and four is because of exactly what you said. The Cardinals seem to have in the regular season. They seem to have the Padres number, and the postseason they seem to have Dodgers. Number. But the Cardinals seem to have the number of um, the Padres in the regular season. If that's the case, and you went four and three, that means you'd have to go two, uh, two and one against the Cardinals at home. I, I don't know. I'm going to call five. I just and five.
1: I can't. Yeah.
0: You know, if you, if you, well, well, that's,
1: that's why I said if we could, if they come out of those first 10 games, six and four, that in Mm -hmm. itself is a success. Um, right now the outfield's looking a little thick, I'm sorry, a little thin. So that's Mm -hmm. why I'm not confident. Uh, it's going to be a lot of pitching that they're going to be relying on. So right now you got, um, you got, you got Joe Musgrove, Michael King, who they got in the Juan Soto deal, uh, that in itself, if, if he can, um, if he can put up you know somewhere around a three ERA mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and be a workhorse all season long, uh that's looking like a good trade for the Padres.
0: Yeah. So I, I'm gonna ask you one more. I know I keep saying one more, one more, one more. No, 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 please. Do you do you consi- so okay, so let's just say six and four, five and five per se? Sure. Okay. Are the Padres overly confident if you guys go seven and three and are the Padres like starting to stress and wonder what the heck's going on if you go three and seven? Sorry, repeat that question one more time. Okay. So if the Padres don't go six and four or five and five. They go okay. seven and three. Are they overly confident? Right. Do they, do they have an extraordinary like giddy up in their step that might hurt them in the later rounds?
1: No, I, I, um... I disagree. Um, Okay. A lot of baseball writers um, are already writing off the Potter's this offseason. Of course. They're already saying, yeah, Xander Bogarts was the worst contract ever. Um, I've seen some bad contracts. I, you know, I was going for the Potter's to the Eric Hosmer. Yeah. On paper, when we first got that guy, you know, yeah, I was excited. Naturally. But Xander Bogarts is still Xander Bogarts is still a top five shortstop in the national league. Maybe even in baseball. Um, You know, they're, they're already saying uh, Ken Rosenthal put out a really disturbing hit piece um earlier or earlier this week. And uh, it had nothing to do with uh it had nothing to do with Fernando Tetis Jr., but he had to sneak his jabs and uh you can look up that article. Um it's pretty wild. Um so I I feel like the I feel like the baseball media has already written off the potteries. It kind of feels like they're in a position where they want them to fail. Um, so this and and let's be real, like the Padres were actually a better team before they got Juan Soto. Mm-hmm. They, they had were. a winning they had a winning. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: Blake Snell was Blake Snell was actually he was one of the he was one of the Achilles heels of the rotation. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he 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 wasn't putting up the the Cy Young season. You know, he, at 100%. that at that at that point in the season, he was a number three or four uh uh, number three to four pitcher in the rotation,
0: mm-hmm.
1: so what? losing Blake Snell isn't the worst thing in the world.
0: What one hundred percent? And this is the the reason why I say this is I'm going to pull something else up. The reason why I say this is because for some reason people tend to look at the first ten games and lose their marbles, right? Yeah. Well, the Padres are seven and three. You know what? They're going to win hundred games this season. They're going to take out the Dodgers. Oh, the Padres started three and seven. Uh oh. Let's trade Manny Machado. Let's get rid of Vogart. Like,
1: but oh, when, oh, one one oh. thing one thing people forget though is that baseball is not a it's baseball is not a race. It is a marathon. And at oh, the right. end of the day, it's about who which team is the most sustainable. And of course, it's all about how are you going to finish. If you go limping into the play, if you go limping in October. Then yeah, you're going to be in some trouble.
0: One hundred. That's why.
1: That's why. No. That's why. That's why. Nobody, that's why, that's why yeah. no, nobody cares yeah. if you want. Nobody cares if you won twenty two games in April.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah.
1: How hot only, are you going into the postseason?
0: The only time that, and I and I say this, not tongue in cheek, but the only time, winning streaks really, really, really can make or break you and I'm not talking about being good or bad, I'm talking about legit make or break you, is in the 2020 season. You can't have an eight-game losing streak or a nine-game losing streak in a 60-game season and expect to recover from that. Right. You know, vice versa, right? You you can't have a 9-10-game winning streak and not expect to see the playoffs.
1: So um, I have this pulled up here in front of me. Okay. So the Padres acquired Juan Soto. I got to figure out the actual date. The Padres acquired Juan Soto on August 2nd, 2022.
0: Okay.
1: Going back to the standings, the San Diego Padres were 14 games above 500 on August 2nd, the day that he was traded. To the San Diego Potters, finishing 14 games of 500. Now let's go to the final. um, Let's go to the. Let's see how their final record. Let's take a look at their final record. They finished 89 and 73, 16 games above, above 500. So, so with they Juan, picked up two games. They picked up two games with it with the addition of Juan Soto, and an NL and an NLCS appearance.
0: Mm-hmm. So, yeah.
1: So for a lot of the, uh and this isn't a knock on the Potteries fan base, but for a lot of the people that are panicking, is it really is the sky really falling because we're going to let Juan Soto and Blake Snell walk? No,
0: no, no. You guys play in a gorgeous ballpark. You play in a very tough division and there's, I know there's an article coming in the locker room here pretty quick talking. There's already one that says is the NL East or the NL um, or the AL East, the harder division. There's one coming in that says is the NL West or the AL West a harder division. And I'm going to argue, you know, the NL West has, has, that could be playoff teams. The, 2020, oh, I'm sorry, the Los Angeles Dodgers, the San Diego Padres, the San Francisco Giants, Arizona Divebacks. Um If you watch the morning show, you know this, Rick. I've already given the E card to the A's and the Rockies. Already over.
1: Now, something to keep in mind, though, with playing the Rockies. Hmm? The Rockies are one of the most unpredictable teams in the NL West. Do when not, it comes, to I
0: mean, you think that the Rockies are going to win that division? No, no,
1: no, absolutely not. When it comes to the Rockies in the NL West, when it comes to playing division games, you might beat them by ten, or they might beat you by ten. When mm-hmm. it comes to crunch time, when it comes to fighting for a playoff spot, they have absolutely no problem with playing spoiler when it comes against the Giants, the Dodgers, the Padres.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: you you play them at home at Cores, you're putting your yeah. ace up there, yeah, yeah. Forget yeah. about it.
0: I agree with you. I I completely agree with you. I I have no argument whatsoever on that, none whatsoever. But I will say this. I will say this. I you know. The Rockies can play spoiler as much as they want, but remember, you don't play them twenty-seven times anymore. You play them nineteen, right? Or no, I'm sorry. You play them thirteen. You don't play them nineteen anymore. Correct. And so. That six games makes or breaks the difference, right? So I like a tough end rivalry followers. If you're listening to this, you are going to love see this this is Friars on deck. This is this is the tip of the iceberg, baby. We haven't even started.
1: This is why I am all in favor for the new balance schedule that went into effect because now you can't get fat off of your bat, off of your opponents, off of your division opponents.
0: Well, yes. And and see, there's there's a balancing act that goes with this. So, obviously, let's take the the Padres and the Dodgers. Dodger fan, you're a pottery fan. The D okay? words. We're, you know, we're not playing each other six more times. Okay, Correct. which is fine. But now we get to play three times or six times, I can't remember. Um, now we get to play the A's, who are terrible the Angels who struggle, although the Angels are going to level up against either one of our teams because it's kind of a SoCal thing. Um, We're going to get a chance to play um, in the Central Division, right? So Kansas City, Detroit, teams that are in rebuilding modes. And of course, we're going to get a chance. There's nobody that really is weak in the American League East, but you're getting a chance to play some of the weaker teams. Now, if you are... I don't care the Red Sox, the um, Guardians, whoever. Now you get a chance to play Washington, who's struggling, the Mets, who are struggling, um, the Rockies, who Lord knows what that's going on, and you get the chance to play, um, you know, some of some of the teams like the Pirates.
1: See, but that's that's why I I, I love the unpredictability of it, though.
0: Oh, absolutely. You I know what
1: happens that. when you face a team like the. Like when you face, um, you know, when you when you match up the Pirates against the Yankees, you have no like those teams, you know, prior to prior to the new balance schedule, you know, those two teams were facing each other, you know, every three years for uh, one or two series. However, the old series used to go. So now, when you're putting these two, you you just have no idea what's going to happen. You know, who knows if Garrett Cole is going to get shelled against. God God knows who's even on the pirates roster right now. Uh, you know, and, Andrew McCutcheon decides, yeah, I'm gonna just I'm gonna just you know tee off and scare Cole in a in a in a game in, in a game in May.
0: Right. At Yankee Stadium. Right. No, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. So top ten rivalry followers. This is what you're gonna get. You're gonna get Rick and I bannering Mac and Forth. You are going to get him throwing the kitchen sink at you as far as Friars information. Not only are you going to get that, but you're going to give me playing a little bit of devil's advocate. You're going to get some, a little bit of a weekly review. I mean, this is silly. So here's what I want you to do. If you're listening to this on Instagram, I'm sorry, on audio, or if you're listening to this on YouTube, watching this on YouTube, go to topfanrivalry.com. First of all, Go to the YouTube channel and subscribe to Top Fan Reverie. Go to Friars on Deck, this show on Instagram and follow us. Okay. In I addition, totally forgot
1: this is going to be on YouTube. So I got to get a, I got to, I got to wear a better hat or a beanie oh. next time. <laughs> okay.
0: Don't worry. You're never going to be as good looking as me. I mean, I'm sorry, but it's, there's only one of No, you. I,
1: I, 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 I'm not going to dispute that.
0: I mean, it, for some people it'd be hard work to be this good. For me it's just natural. No, I'm teasing. No, no, no. People are listening to this Going, Bill, I've seen you, you have a, a face for radio. Um, but go go follow us, go follow Friars on deck, and then we'll talk to you about how you can get the rest of the episodes when they get off of YouTube. So Rick, anything you wanna wrap up with?
1: Um uh, kind of a final thought. Uh,
0: no, mm-hmm. I'm just uh I'm just
1: really excited to be a part of this. Um uh, for for the listeners, I I apologize my deliveries my deliveries okay. off. I'll I'll be working on that. Um, I've been you know I I rehearsed a little bit in my head, kind of a a, a monologue if you will. Uh, but you know obviously that doesn't matter once you get behind the mic. Uh, <laughs> so I will be I will be working on the delivery. Um, uh, I'm no stand up comedian, but uh, like I said, I uh love to talk ball, and uh you know love to provide my insight my my takes and uh, uh, some of the hot takes that I drop or sometimes are not going to sit well, but I'm a realist. So it is
0: what it is, but uh, yes. I'm just happy to be here and uh, excited to uh, get this going. There you go. I love it. Well, thanks Rick for the time. Thanks for everybody listening. I can't wait to see what you guys think. It's going to be awesome. So, have a wonderful Thursday morning all. And keep in mind you're gonna see pictures of myself and Rick today and tomorrow and Saturday and Sunday, because we're at Top Fan Rivalry Fan Fest. So it's gonna be amazing.
1: That's right. We will see you in Vegas. And actually, actually now that you remind me, I gotta go uh I gotta I gotta go uh look for some uh some business casual clothes.
0: <laughs> there you go. All right, my friend. Thanks so much. All right. Take care.